Well, that was mu- not as much of a nightmare as I thought it was going to be. I, was gonna sh- I thought I was going to shit the bed hosting that. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 468, and given the fact that I haven't paid that much attention to the agenda and I'm hosting this week, we're flying by the seat of our pants here, Yield. How do you think we're going to do? I think we're going to do absolutely fine. You have confidence in us that I I do not have. Perhaps that confidence has carried over from our, our Rocket League games this past Thursday, which, you know, I think that... No, no offense to you that Gareth proved that once again he is a juggernaut and a amongst a a class of mere mortals in Rocket League. See, people thought I was joking after the first time we played with Gareth, and I said, "Dude is leaps and bounds better than me." And some people were like, "Nah, you're you're you know." My brother was like, "Oh, you're that says something," but I don't. Yeah, some people I don't think so, and I'm like, "No, nah, man, the guy." His car control is way better than mine, and he's, from my point of view, he's where he needs to be when he needs to be there. Yeah, like when we play the other teams and like there's a cutoff person always there, like Gareth is that person when he plays with us. And I love the the meme that you shared with the picture of Godzilla that says, All hail the king. Because, yeah. I mean, like, Gareth is good at everything in that game. Like, some people are good at defense, some people can score, some people are good in the middle field, maybe. Some people are just demolition experts and they just go around bashing into other cars. Which annoys but the heck out of you. I hate it. I think it's a, a, a bad strategy. I mean, it's a strategy, as you point out, but I think it's just cheap. I think it's plain dirty. Like, bashing into a, a goalie to knock the goalie out, like, that's not skill. Like, is it a tactic? Yes, but I just think it's plain dirty. Dirty pool, old man, as Gomez Adams would say. But no, I mean, Gareth's just good at everything. Yes. I, I, I like I, I, like I said in our Facebook group, we have found our Rainer. So, unfortunately, we just need to get him. I know that Gareth is part of another club, but we just need to get Gareth to play with us as, as much as he possibly can. Since, you know, given that there's such a big time difference, usually by the time we end up playing or finish playing, he, it's 2 a.m. Oh, like over there. in the morning, yeah. Do you remember what his level was? Because I think it was like, what, something 500, which is different than your tiers in the Rocket Pass, because I'm level like 295, I think, or 290, and you're level 320 or something like that. Yeah. But I want to say that Gareth is like 200 above you. Yeah, I thought he said he was like five, 600. So if you didn't have a chance to watch the stream this past week, it was me, Yield, Gareth, and Tricky. Tricky dropping in and out as he needed to eat and slash go smoke a cigarette. But yeah, I mean, we... Pretty much, we did pretty well with Tricky in there too, but we dominated when it was just me, Yields, and Gareth, Gareth. in the three-on-three standard. So, uh, again, look forward to more Rocket League insanity this Thursday at seven PM. Join us on Twitch.tv/slash Proven Gamer. I have to say, once I told Tricky or convinced Tricky to switch vehicles, instantly more relevant. Yeah, get that big body truck in there. I mean, Tricky's used to driving a truck, so why wouldn't he drive a truck in Rocket League too? 
Which, if you're wondering where Tricky is, Tricky has to go to work at midnight tonight, so Tricky, unfortunately, will not be joining us. So, uh, Yield and I, you know, Yield, we're not really earning any trophies in Rocket League, because I'm assuming both you and I have all the trophies there are to get, because they haven't really... Nope. Nope, you're going to surprise me. I'm at 98%. I'm missing two trophies. I'm missing uh, the one where you get, what is it, score and hoops when it's tied under under a minute, under 30 seconds, one of those. And then the other one I'm missing, score an aerial goal with the bubble rocket trail at uh, your home track. Man, you've memorized those. That, that doesn't bother you to see that 98% in, like, a game that you play so much and enjoy so much? It, it does, but at the same time, I've earned pretty much most of the trophies by just, you know, playing. I, I know that at any time, I could set up a, a, a practice match or a 1v1 match and turn on the second controller. And Or you could just play hoops against me. And, and do it that way, but I've been kind of like, I kind of want to see if it happens organically. And I yeah, thought... It, it, it can't happen organically if you'd ever play hoops, sir. I, I, well, I was playing, we were playing hoops one, this might have been a year ago. The guys were over for a video game party and we were playing Rocket League, and I'm like, hey, let's play some hoops. So we were playing hoops. We scored a goal with under the 30 seconds to go. Why, why you know, we were, what was it? They tied it with right about 30 seconds to go, and then we scored. And I thought, I'm going to get that trophy, because I scored. And it didn't pop. So I don't know if we need to be losing, and then come back to tie it, and then win, or what? Because the game was tied, and we crossed that threshold of, if you score now, the way I took the trophy, if you scored now when the game's tied, you, I think it's called buzzer beater or something, and I scored, and we won by that score, and I didn't get the trophy. So, I wasn't upset. I was just like, I'm going to have to look that up and see what I did wrong. You know, usually the brain is um, lambast the psionics for not championing deep champion defense, but in this case, they didn't give you your offensive score. No, they did not. Well, like I said, I'm not upset. I I know that at any time I can go in there and knock it out pretty quickly, but I'm trying to see if I can get them all organically, that makes any sense. Well, Yield, I I assume that you are pumping up your trophy count in other games, sir. I am. What's your trophy count this week? Uh, I am currently level 436 with a trophy count of 7024 and a platinum count of 114. Tricky Mick is level 603 with a total traffic count of 13,730 with a platinum count of a 251. I am level 441 with a total traffic count of 7,241 and a platinum count of 109 in 108 games. You need to quit. Go back to your switch. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm going to catch you. I mean, I. I Probably within the next week and a half, I'm going to get another Platinum. But again, I, I don't think I'm going to catch you because after that, like, the game on my radar is... I'm gonna, well, I'm going to keep playing keep playing Rocket League, but the main game on my radar is new Pokemon Snap after that disappointing Nintendo Direct where they did not announce a 
Zelda 35th Anniversary Collection. That's all I wanted. You had one job, Nintendo, to tell me that I could play Ocarina of Time on the Switch, and you failed. Yeah, I, I was hoping for, like, all the Zeldas or something, and, I mean, Sky, Skyward, Skyward Sword's not bad. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I put it in my top three. I know a lot of people are disappointed with that game, and I, I get some of the aspects of it. It's very hit and miss, and the first, like, three or four hours is too hand-holdy for me. It, it, like, it, it is. That, 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 I, I will absolutely agree that the, the first three hours, it was very a very long tutorial. But then after that, it really, to me, it really opened up. But, but I, like... It's a good Zelda game. The problem is is that this is the 35th anniversary of Zelda, and the one thing they should have done is, is come out and say, we're doing all the 3D Zeldas. Summon a collection, and then Skyward Sword HD by itself. Buy them all. And we would buy them all. We would oh, buy the shit out of them. Even with complaints about the Super Mario 3D collection, people still went crazy for that. And, you know, the two things they should take, care, take advantage of this year are the Zelda and the Pokemon anniversaries. And I, I, I don't know, like... Having them place the the Nintendo Direct, one of the biggest directs they've done in recent times, having it like four days before the Zelda anniversary, and then not talk about, not have the entire thing be about Zelda was a huge mistake. I mean, Splatoon three is probably going to be a great game, and it's going to sell extremely well for them. But that game's coming out in two thousand twenty two. If you have more Zelda stuff planned for two thousand twenty one, how about you talk about that instead of Splatoon three and release and, and you know reveal Splatoon three towards the end of the year. I, uh, I don't know. I, I I was hoping for more, but you know we can always always hope that they're going to reveal more later in the year. But as much as we all you know cut our teeth on Nintendo, most likely we got we got a PlayStation podcast here. Let's talk about some PlayStation right. stuff. Uh, last but not least, on the trophy count, we don't we, we can't ever forget Sid because you know no matter how far Tricky's in front, Sid's the alpha male always. Uh, well, maybe that's maybe that's CJ, but uh, in our hearts, Sid is number one. Level 512 with a tro- total trophy count of 10,133 and a platinum count of 174. Go get him, Sid. So, so Yield. Yeah. What have you been playing this week? I- I'm assuming you've earned some trophies and, oh, yeah. you know, you got to play some games to do that. So, uh, Rocket League, World of Warship Legends, um, was kind of bored Saturday night. Couldn't figure out what to do. I popped in, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, yeah, game on my list to do. <laughs> you were you were talking about that on Rocket League Thursday, and uh, I believe Riley said he needs your help with that. He does, and and Joseph uh, in the group, someone else in the group said that they need co-op trophies as well. So I popped it in, and of course there was a a twenty four gig update. So I was like, well, fudge, I'm not playing this tonight. <laughs> That's like an entire game install. So I was. I uh, I hopped back over to my three, and we were trying to get together for to finish out our MP boost in Enemy Front, but we only got three of the four guys needed to do that. So I hopped over to my three, and I fired up uh, Munch's Odyssey. It was a plus game that we got. I had started playing it last year, and I thought, well, you know, I'm going to get back into this. Well, I it had been so long since I played it, I forgot kind of forgot the controllers. And then I kind of forgot what I was doing. So after about a half hour of messing around, I kind of got frustrated with myself and went, you know what? I'm just going to have to start this game all over again. So then I fired up uh, Night at the Inventory. 
poker night at the inventory too. And started that up, and I was in the middle of a game where it was down to me and Sam, and I ended up winning that one and got a trophy for it because I got Sam's uh, item. So I was like, well, that's pretty cool. So I just played night at the inventory the rest of the evening. Um, I've, I have fired uh, Destroy All Humans. Picked that up on, on the sale a couple weeks ago. Started playing that. Um, really enjoying that. It, it, it's fun. Pandemic game, which I like pandemic games. And the only annoying thing is, though, I've gotten to the point of the game where uh, it's basically like Area 51. And there's like, not like a mid-chapter save point. So... There's nothing more annoying than playing the same level eight times. <laughs> because you get a little too cocky, or you get a little too fancy, and the men in black wipe you out, or the army tank shoots you and you die, and you're like, I gotta do it all over again. Other than that, I'm having fun with it. Um, um, that is one of those games that is a cult classic that just... Uh, Destroy All Humans, I believe, originally came out on the PlayStation 2, that era. Yes. And it's, that game just seems to quietly live amongst every single console generation. They just keep bringing it back and back and back. And the, I, one thing, I also played Poker Night at the Inventory, not, not recently, like years and years ago. But I, the only thing I remember about that game, besides the characters and, you know, the funny dialogue and the fact there was a poker game, was that it had a pretty easy trophy list. It does. And it's also buggy as heck. And I mean that as in, as in, like, characters will go to talk, and then, like, the game will freeze. And then you sit there for, like, a minute. And then all of a sudden it, like, unfreezes and keeps going. You're like, okay! I had a, I had a few scares in, uh, freezing scares, or at least every time I hit the pause menu in, one, in the new game I've been playing, I get freezing scares. But, uh, Yield, if you're, uh, before we do that, I, uh, Anything else you've been playing? Oh, I want to think of something else. I, I, I see. I don't think I played Batman the Animated Sin this week. Uh, we're going to say that. To, oh, my niece was over. And her and I were kind of playing some Joe Danger. Uh, Which Tricky still is too afraid to play. Yeah. Uh, Death Spank. And Plants vs. Zombies. I have the Platinum in Plants vs. Zombies. I also have the... I'm not sure if it's a Platinum, but I have 100% in uh, Death Bank 2, Thongs of Virtue. See, I have I have 100% in Joe Danger. I can't get it in Joe Danger 2 because by the time I got around to playing it, they shut the servers down, so I can't get the two trophies for upload a level, download a level. Um, and I've got 100% in all the Death Banks... Either Falls of Virtue or The Baconing. One of them, you had to replay the game on the hardest difficulty. And I haven't gone back and done that yet. But I've got 100% on all the other ones. And I thoroughly enjoyed this game. It was very ch- like a very weird, but uh, weirdly charming game. Like he's, Sometimes you use weird, it's like very off-putting. But that's one of those ones where it's like, man, it's you all let your weird. you let your all's creativity, creativity run wild. Oh, it, it, I 
thoroughly enjoyed it. Laughed my head off. My wife even enjoyed it. She would sit there and laugh at, at, at the at the. I don't want to say dad jokes, or stupid jokes, but the irreverent, jokes. the irreverence. Yeah, I mean they, they were toilet humor. Yeah, toilet humor, and then they also they throw in pop culture and all sorts of stuff that that if you get it, it's funny, and if not, you think it's just well they're being funny, but it's actually a reference to something, you know, like the one the one of the characters my niece started the game at the beginning, and one of his his outfits was like Rambo from First Blood. He had the big hair and the 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 bullet uh what are they called? The, uh you know the armor the the ammo belt that you wear across your chest. I don't know the technical name for it, but that certainly the the, the description certainly works. It started with a B and I can't think of what it, anyway, but he had that all on I'm like, huh, that's Rambo. Uh, that, that's funny, and I, I chuckled to myself. She doesn't get the reference. I did, and I chuckled, and that's all that mattered. But I was like, "Yeah, I forgot how good this game was." It's almost like he's related to Zap Brannigan from Futurama. Just that kind of like false sense of confidence that he has, or even like Captain Quark from Ratchet and Clank before oh. he admits that he's a fake. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm the greatest hero of all time. Great. If you haven't played it, you need to go you need to just play it because it's really awesome. Yeah, but it, unless they re release it, you have to have it. I mean, you can buy you on your three. three. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a three. Alright, we'll Is that uh, going to put a capper on it? I think I put the capper on it. Alright, well, I've been, you know, aside from our Rocket League excursions, I've really only been playing one thing this past week, and that is the second game for uh, PlayStation Plus. This month, that is Control. So I finished Concrete Genie, got the trophy, the Platinum Trophy in that, and I'm working my way through Control right now. You um, be proud of me? I put those in my, my library. The For the PS4 or the PS5? For the PS4. I, I'm not I'm not worried about the 5. Well, I will log on, if I remember. Not only. I will go in and put uh, Destruction Derby that's, that is not getting good reviews, so I don't know if I'd even bother with that one. Well, see, like, like I said, and, and I said this when the trailer first came out, I want to like this game. And everything about this game, for the most part, screams, this is Fields type of game. Except for the, but what immediately concerned me was the whole, oh, you can get out and run. I'm like, I don't want to get out and run, I just want to smash talks. And then, so, but then the more I heard about it, the more I'm like, oh, I don't know. So, I, maybe I'll put it in my download list. I, I'm, I'm still uncertain. Because by the time I get around to getting a five, that game might be irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, who knows how long the online community is going to last for that. And quite frankly, especially if the game is as, you know, mediocre as the reviews suggest, but also yield like I feel like if you're when you buy a five, there are going to be plenty of other games for you to play, and I, I don't really feel like you're going to pick up Destruction All Stars first. So, well, uh, you're right. You know, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. As far as Control goes, I mean, if you're not going to play that anytime soon on the four, like I, I wanted to play it right away, so I downloaded it for the four, and I want to get it on the platinum, the platinum for the four. But if you're going to wait on it, you're going to sit on it. I would definitely maybe wait just to play it on the five because the load times in this game are pretty bad. You gotta sit through. Really? Yeah, they're not great. 
And also, like, when I, I alluded to it earlier, but anytime I go into the pause menu, when I come out of it, like, the game lags like crazy. Um, and it, it almost, like, every time it happens, I'm afraid the game is going to freeze on me. It's that bad. Also, sometimes when the game is auto-saving, like, say it auto-saves and you're going through, like, to a new room and there's enemies in there, like, if you went into the room and you were using, like, your, your abilities, like your telekinesis, or what they call it in the game, launch, you will be stuck in that launch mode even if you don't have enough energy to do a launch, so you can't switch to your weapons, your guns, in order to defend yourself until the autosave is finished, and sometimes the autosave in that game takes a while. So, under the hood, you may want to wait for the 5, because hopefully it'll run better on the 5. Because because I, there have been times when it scared the daylights out of me, like it was going to freeze while saving. Now, isn't this... Now, so, I didn't do that much investigating. Is the version that we get from Plus, is that just the 4 version, or is it one of those 4 slash 5 versions? There is a... Um, the save files don't carry over. There is a PlayStation uh, 4 Ultimate Edition version with DLCs, and there's the PlayStation 5 Ultimate Edition with DLCs. Okay. So, um, so fi- I take it the 5 version, we have to go into the computer and put it in our... Yes. Downloads. Okay. So, yes, and, and like I said, if you're going to start it on the 4, you might as well finish it on the 4, because your save file does not transfer to the 5. Okay, I don't know when I'm going to start it, but because of that, I might go ahead and put it put the 5 version on my download list. That way, if I don't get to it on the 4, I've got it for the 5. And also, I had mentioned before, uh, Steven had been on the show, and he talked about the checkpoint system in that game. is really whack. I kind of see what he's saying, because in the game, there are certain nodes you can take over. Some you have to cleanse from uh, control of the Hiss, which are like the evil doers in this game. Um, and then other, you basically take control of these nodes, and they're like little points within this big research facility you're in, and those count as the checkpoint checkpoints of the game. They also count as fast travel, which is really nice because this, the problem with the building is it's huge and sprawling, and it's easy to get lost in there and have no idea where to go. And the map overlay helps sometimes, but it's not also not great at showing like how rooms are interconnected. So you even with the map, you can get lost, which is a problem that I had over and over again. So, uh, but these nodes are the checkpoints. So maybe you hit a certain node and then you're going, you know, a little further in the game and you go to a room and you get annihilated by a boss character or enemies. You don't, you're not like, say, checkpointed at that room or wherever in a different hallway with an autosave like a lot of other games. You're checkpointed at the node. So you go back to the node that you were most recently at. It's not a terrible system, but it's also not super ideal. Uh, but the, the fast travel does work really well, I'll say that. But uh, I've had a lot of fun con- with Control, but... I've kind of struggled with, initially, it was a slow grind. It was like a slow burn, because I was like, I don't really know if I like this game. In fact, I wasn't super into it, because the beginning of the game is just very sterile. It's like, it's it's really boring. Like, the, the building you're in, it's like a big federal building. And as you go throughout the game, like, you know, the scenery changes, and it gets a little bit more sci-fi, which is a lot cooler. But in the beginning, like, it's just a really boring office building that you have to go through. And it's kind of it's kind of tough to get past that initial wall. And I gotta be honest, Jesse Faden, the main character, is pretty boring. Like, I don't care about her story. Remedy hasn't done a good job of making me care about what's going on. Like, in the story, I'm just like, oh, supernatural baddies, cool powers, also, like, you know, pretty fun gunplay. Alright, I, I can... This is one of those games where it's like, the gameplay is fun, but the story is kind of... Lacking. Lacking. Yeah, at least, unless there's... I mean, they did, through one of the DLCs, include a very, like, 
a like a, a twist that I didn't see coming that was pretty ridiculous. And if you played Remedy games before, you know, you, you recognize some of this stuff. So they do, like, reference other things, which is really cool, and, like, tie things together, which is really, really awesome. I don't want to, you know, spoil anything or go, go into yeah. too great of detail there. But some of the stuff they do later on with the story is cool. But, like, overall, like, I just don't really care about the characters. And the camera has got this really weird blur effect when you turn with the right stick. So, like, it's it's very off-putting to start until you get used to the blur effects. But, like, turning the camera at first was, a like, a challenge for me. Not because I couldn't do it, just because every time I turned the camera, it's like the visual effects, like, were like, I was like, God, this is, I don't like this at all. If, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, I do. But the, the game itself, even though, like, you've got this very sterile atmosphere and kind of a sterile heroine, the, the con like, the combat is really fun. Like, the gunplay is, you know, it's cool. You can switch between different modes on your gun, and you can outfit it with different, um, uh, essentially, uh, buffs and stuff to, to make, you know, to increase damage, to increase, like, um, wet, like, energy use and all this kind of stuff. So you can outfit, you know, you have personal mods and you have mods for the weapons, which make you stronger and better able to fight and also makes your weapons better in combat. The coolest thing, though, are the abilities, which is like launch, which is like telekinesis, levitate, a midair dash you can do, or just a dash in general, it's called evade. You also have a thing called seize, where you, if you weaken enemies as to a certain point, you can uh, hold square and then take over the take over their mind and then they will fight alongside you. So, I mean, there's definitely some really cool powers in there. There's also a shield ability, and after you you know you level it up a little bit, or you you get you purchase abilities for it, you can use the shield not only to defend yourself but also to th throw at enemies and, and hurt and kill them in some instances if it's powerful enough. So yeah, I mean the best thing about the game is the abilities. The gameplay is pretty fun. Combat is a lot of fun. Uh, one of the other nice touches is that the collectibles there. Are, I think over 240 collectibles in the game, but to get Holy the cow. gold to get the gold trophy. Bureau Archivist, which is the the last the the utmost con uh, collectible trophy in the game, you only need 120. So you need oh. about half of them, which I got. I've already got it. It's like I already got that gold trophy, and I was maybe halfway through the game. So there's collectibles all over the place, which is really nice for the trophy because you don't have to worry about getting every single thing and oh, then going back later. I missed it. At. Yeah. The bad thing is. <laughs> And I mean, there has to be a con with this is that there are so many documents and you can get the main story without reading through the documents. But a lot of the backstory is in documents and, and recordings and stuff like that. And within two hours, I had 40 documents or recordings, like all these different classified items to read through if I wanted the backstory. And it just kills the flow of the game. Like you have to stop and read these documents so often if you want all the backstory that like, it just impedes it's like this is an action game but i'm sitting here like it's like a reading simulator i'm having to just stop and read all these documents which it like i said really for me killed the flow of the game so well i do like the way they handled the collectibles trophy and not having to get every single one and giving you plenty of leeway there the fact that there's just so much to read and so much to, like like just so much backstory with contained within the documents just it's I do I do not like that. It just it did kills part of the experience for me to where I just stop reading the documents. I collect them, the trophy, and I'll and I'll pick them up because I like collecting things, but I, I I don't actually read them. Um, there's some scavenging aspects of the game, which is really cool. Let's see, I have some notes here that I wanted to uh, see if I yeah. All right, well, I I hit all the high notes there, but yeah, I mean that's just my general thoughts on control. Like it's a fun gameplay game, story wise. I could take it or leave it, but. I do want to see where they go with the story because they've gotten increasingly weirder with it and more sci-fi. So hopefully, you know, they've had, like I said, they've had some cool twists in there. Hopefully 
uh, it ratchets up and it actually like gets my attention. But that was kind of one of the hard things for me is like just beyond not being interested in the environment or the main character, the story, which is kind of hard for to me for to attach to. So um, like with concrete with concrete genie was almost immediate. This one's a little bit more latent. So I've, I've still got my hopes up there, but it is a very fun game. And I don't think I mean, the platinum seems pretty easy. So if you, if you want a fun game that you can just like like one of the cool things you can do is like when enemies throw grenades and rockets at you or launch rockets to you, you can actually catch them in air and then launch them back with like the teleconnect power. So it makes you feel like an overpowered badass, which is great. And just don't expect a great story going in. So, but I mean, if you, I mean, it's free for plus, so I would definitely play control. I, I am having a lot of fun with it. I got you. So yeah, that's, that's all I've been playing. Listeners, if, you know, if anyone, you know, in the Facebook group or anything wants to comment, like, I tend to ramble when I talk about games because I want to give you guys a good idea of what's going on without spoiling too much and not, without giving a full review. And this is, you know, me playing, you know, maybe close to 20 hours in the game so far. But if I ramble too much in these segments, you know, when I'm talking about games, let me know and I'll, I'll try to, to make it more concise and cut it down. But yeah, give me your feedback on that. Folks, this is not going to be a news heavy week. It's actually pretty much going to be most of this just just rambling. But we do have a few quick things to talk about here in our news section first of which is gdc this news coming from the actual gdc website which is uh gdc gd conference uh, or I, I should say gdconf.com this uh is by articles written by their staff just talking about how they're they're going with the all digital all digital format again for 2021 obviously with coronavirus still a humongous issue in the in the global space uh they've got uh they're doing things throughout the entire year so march 4th through 5th is the gdc masterclass and uh i'm gonna be taking these quotes exactly from the article on the, the gdc website uh gdc masterclass is a new format we introduced this past fall and consists of one and two day small group virtual workshops that deliver in-depth hands-on training around some of the most important challenges facing game developers today the uh in quote gdc showcase which is march 15th to the 19th uh this first Showcase event is free to attend all digital event created to provide the GDC community a chance to come together safely in March. This is one of a kind of one of a kind event will provide a taste of what GDC is all about while exploring a slightly different and new array of content and formats featuring spotlight lectures, AMAs with people behind some of the industry's biggest games, interactive panels with renowned game developers, live podcasts, and more. Uh, the main GDC event, GDC 2021, is happening July 9th through the 23rd. And then the Independent Game Festival and Game Developers Choice Awards happens on July 21st. So that will happen within GDC Maine, which again happens July 19th through 23rd. So again, uh, all digital format, which, you know, is actually a good thing because it allows more people to attend. You don't have to travel there to be a part of it. Um, So obviously within these uncertain times and really just the concern going on for, you know, public safety and public health all around the world. It's. I mean, it, it's the best they can do. There's. There's no reason, even though you know, they're they're trying to distribute a vaccine here in the United States and around the world. It's. It's really just still a big issue, and I think the GDC has done the best, made the best decision they possibly can, having events throughout the year, but also making them more accessible to people online. It's really you can't get together and hit large large groups, so uh, their hands were kind of tied here. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that you know. They, they spread it out, and they've got some stuff still for the developers, and they've also got some stuff opened up for the public. 
hey, come in, see what we're doing, see what everything's about. Yeah, because, I mean, GDC is not necessarily for gamers. It's not for the same people who would love to go to PAX or the people who watch E3. It's, you know, or watched E3, watched E3 going up. Yeah, it's for the developers. It's for people who work in the industry. Although I'm sure that some people it's for who... the Jeff Hannas. <laughs> yes, the Jeff Hannas. The mini Jeff Hannas. But it's it's not necessarily aimed at us, but I mean, it's nice that they include us and a lot of people who are interested in that. And maybe maybe some people who play games now or who are journalists who want to get involved in the games industry. This is, you know, a nice avenue for them as well. Absolutely. And Yield, this, uh, the avenue, the most recent avenue that Codemasters has gone down in all their, their driving franchises is heading down towards EA headquarters. Now, EA has completed their acquisition of Codemasters. Uh, this article coming from IGN, written by Joe Scrabbles. Um, essentially, EA has said that, for the most part, Codemasters is going to remain an independent entity with control over their games within EA. Now, I believe the article says that the F1 franchise is likely to be brought over to the EA Sports realm, uh, but everything else seems to be staying under Codemasters, and Code- Codemasters will, will remain mostly autonomous. Yeah. So, I mean, Yield, your, your thoughts on this? Because I know, as you know, there's always concern with being bought by a larger company, particularly EA or Activision, and, you know, Codemasters being one of your favorite developers, you know, you, you were worried. Well, the, the concern that I brought up, and I think, I think you were worried about, too, is that with Codemasters going to EA, is Codemasters going to go away? You know, you're going to get swallowed by the EA machine. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're just going to let Codemasters do their thing, and we'll just back them with our EA presence. I'm totally cool with that, because Codemasters makes good racing games. And, but the thing I was concerned about when I read in the article, and, uh, and I, I didn't look it up, my phone's almost dead, was, I, besides racing games, I don't really know what else Codemasters does. And if they're gonna take and dump the F1 name under the EA Sports brand, what's to stop them from taking dirt? or any of the other racing games and dumping them under the EA brand? And at that point, What's Codemasters? How are you going to stay independent if they're dumping everything under your, you know, under our name? So that that was my only kind of uncertainty uncertainty out of the article. I mean, you don't you don't want Codemasters to get lost in the machine that is EA. Uh, a quote from the article, and this comes from what is this gentleman's name? I'm trying to. Uh, EA Executive Vice President of Strategic Growth, Matt Bilby, will be treating the Codemaster Studios as an independent group for the foreseeable future, giving them all the support they need to deliver their much-beloved games and exploring all opportunities for growth as we go. We're incredibly excited about the future, what, what about what the future holds for them, and while they will remain independent, we will be there to pour fuel on their growth capabilities through the power of EA's distribution, end quote. Also wanted to uh, read one other thing from the article. Uh, speaking of Formula One, IGN also asked whether there were plans to bring the license, which Codemasters held since 2009, under the EA Sports banner. EA Sports last held the F1 license in 2000-2003. T- I was still in high school then. Billy didn't com- uh, 
didn't commit to that move, but did signal some interest. We are proud of the values and reach that the EA Sports brand brings, replied Bilby. Codemasters have very similar values and a proven track record of quality. We do believe that the opportunity to partner Formula One with Codemasters brand in EA Sports is a compelling proposition to reach even more racing fans globally. I mean, F1 is more uh, simulation and less arcadey, so I figure if they're putting on the EA Sports brand yield, they're going to leave the more arcadey racing stuff under Codemasters. Yeah, see, I, I, so I just looked up their games. Let's say the last 10 years, pretty much all they've done is Dirt and Grid. Or not, Dirt, Grid, and F1. Well, and then on Rush, which... Phenomenal game. Just putting that out there. Um, but that's pretty much what they done. They have, they, they, they did in the, uh, 2000s, they did some over, uh, the Overlord series and Operation Flashpoint series. But pretty much since 2010 and on, it's been Dirt Grid and F1. So, I mean, like I said, their, their bread and butter is racing. So, I, I hope they don't start going, ooh, we were, we're going to take that racing game and put that under our name. Or we're going to put that one under our name. I just, I, I'm glad that they're saying they're going to stay independent. I hope they let them stay independent. We'll, we'll see how long that goes. But, I mean, the words, that, the scary words there are foreseeable future. Because yeah. there's not, there's not a, uh, a guarantee there. But, I mean, it, it's the best you can hope for now. It's just let Cosmasters do their thing, and who you know, maybe EA has learned from the past that they don't always know what's best for the studios that they absorb. So maybe they're maybe with the long. I mean, because Codemasters has been around for a long time, so maybe they they have enough trust in Codemasters. Which, if you're going to spend money on a development studio, shit, like, and they've been around for this long, just let them do their thing. Yeah, they know what they're obviously they know what they're doing. Another company that very clearly knows what they're doing and appeals very much to their audience is Blizzard, with BlizzCon 2021 going on right now, uh, or at least at the time of this recording, was was going on. Um, probably over with now. Still, uh, huge news coming out of the event. This coming from IGN and Felicia Miranda. So, not going to go into too, too much detail, but just kind of some of the headlines that were announced. Um, there is going to be a Blizzard arcade collection coming out uh, that is, you know, should be out now on PC and consoles, and it will feature Lost Vikings, Blackthorn, and Rock and Roll Racing in their classic and newly enhanced formats. There's also a brand new patch for World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which uh, is called Chains of Domination, uh, adding a whole bunch of new stuff, including a uh, new raid, a new mega dungeon. Um, so go check out the IGN article um, for all of that. Uh, World of Warcraft: The Burning Crusade Classic Expansion announced, as well as uh, an expansion, Forged in the Barrens for Hearthstone, Diablo Four. Uh, they've also announced a they've released a trailer for the Rogue class, as well as they've also announced that Diablo Two Re- Diablo Two Resurrected uh, will also be coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One. Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch. To a console near you! Yeah, and also Vicarious Visions, which we, we talked about recently there, and I think that was when we had Jeff Hanna on. This is a, a project that they are involved in, too, so we now know what Vicarious, Vision, v- Vicarious Visions is working on within Blizzard. 
another studio that we hope does not lose, not completely lose their autonomy because, you know, they put out some some good work over the years. Yeah, so I uh, just wanted to get the news out there from BlizzCon. Yield and I are not, I don't think either one of us, Ashley is the expert on World of Warcraft. I don't know a ton, but obviously it's big news. So anyone who yeah, is... Yeah, I, I, I got a buddy who was big. I don't know if he's still into it like he was, but we uh, we got a buddy that that was, that was his thing. World of Warcraft, so we would talk that a little bit, but yeah, um, you know, unfortunately, that's that those games are outside Yield's wheelhouse. Sony Sony's wheelhouse has always been making comfortable and you know controllers that last a long, long time. I, I like I said, I have. I don't think I've ever had a PlayStation controller die on me. If I have bought them, uh, you know, even the pack ins with the console when I originally bought them, they they work pretty much forever. Unfortunately, recently for the DualSense, you know, tons and tons of praise was heaped upon the DualSense when it eventually came out. People, you know, questioned the controller at first because it was a step away from the, the DualShock that we had been used to for so long. But upon you know getting their getting their hands on it, gamers really seemed to love the DualSense. Unfortunately. It seems that in, that Sony and the DualSense are having some issues, some of the same issues that the Joy-Cons and Nintendo are having with Drift, with, as we talked about last week, even a lawsuit coming out against Sony for issues with Drift. Which is sad to hear because, quite frankly, Drift, like I said, is maddening with the Joy-Cons, which it doesn't doesn't really... <laughs> it. I'm not looking forward to... I mean, I was looking forward to trying the DualSense, but hearing about this, hopefully it's not super widespread, but... It it, it get, does give me a little pause. I mean, obviously, if I'm going to buy five, I have to use the DualSense, but I, I hope that this is not... It's fixed by then? Or, you know, hey, you know, as Donnie says, the early adopters are beta testers, so hopefully they uh, they get this out of the system, and uh, those who adopt later will, will enjoy the benefits of a, a non-drifting DualShock. So, uh, a recent article on IGN, written by Adam Bankhurst, focuses on a uh, YouTube video from iFixit, and which basically explains some of the issues going on, potential issues at least, with the DualSense drift. Uh, the main cause of drifting actually appears to be related to the potentiometers, which helps sense what type of movement a player is trying to accomplish. Uh, and this, okay, start of a quote there. Uh, continuing on, but. Uh, Potentiometers are a three-terminal system. God, we need Jeff Hanna really bad here. Uh, well, that I, uses... I know, that's, why, that's why I was saying earlier. I'm like, it's a really cool article, but all these words go over my head. Potentiometers are a three... I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Are a three-terminal system that uses voltage to measure the position of the joystick. The third terminal, known as the wiper, slides around a semicircular track. When you move the joystick, the position of the wiper relative to a neutral central position allows the controller to know where you are and how you are trying to move. Uh, there are two other parts that can potentially cause issues, a spring that returns the joystick to a centered neutral position, and one that allows the thumbsticks to be pushed in. Over time, the spring can stretch and create a new neutral position off-center. This would make it so that the potentiometers think your thumb is moving the joystick even if you aren't causing drift. And of course, you know, with every single kind of, you know, piece of hardware generally, the more you use it, I mean, we believe that hardware like video game controllers have a certain lifespan where if you are, you know, using it you have a certain amount of time to use it, like, and basically, like, each time you use it, you're wearing it down a little more. So, over time, you know, they degrade, just like anything. So, I mean, that, that you know, that can lead to, you know, drift over time. And like I said, the the degradation of the spring to where it doesn't work properly. But this is way, way too soon, like, two or three months since the release of the, of the PlayStation 5. And you wouldn't think that you would see 
issues like this from degradation or from use, unless people are just playing nonstop, you know, this early? I wouldn't think so. I mean, it just seems kind of like it's... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to say it wrong. I'm going to say it's like faulty craftsmanship or... But not, not we're not not using reliable parts. The iFixit video on again on YouTube does you know offer some solutions if you're having issues with drift. Uh, another quote from the article: Contaminants and imperfections can cause all or can also cause drift they, as they can alter the voltage and can cause erroneous readings across terminals. These range from plastic dust from components grinding together to outside elements like food or drink. And you know, I imagine that there are quite a few people out there eating and drinking while playing video games. Well, absolutely. They go hand in hand. But I mean, that's, I mean, a lot of people have said that you can fix Joy-Con drift with compressed air, which would explain some of those contaminants getting in there and yeah. ways you can fix that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope this isn't a shadow over the DualSense and the PlayStation 5 in general because Sony's gotten off to a hot start with this. You know, unfortunately, they haven't been able to produce as many PlayStation 5s as people want to buy them. That's always the case, though. But yeah, I mean, hopefully this doesn't loom over the DualSense as it has over the Joy-Cons because I, you know, like I said, I'm at the point where I don't want to buy any more Joy-Cons because I, I just don't want to have to, you know, pay, you know, $60, $70 for Joy-Cons that are going to have dripped and, you know, frustrate the shit of me even if I'm trying to, you know, just navigate a menu on a video game. So, I mean, we can, we can hope this is isolated incidents or, you know, they're easy fixes, but because, you know, Yield, I'm not going to crack open my controller or, you know, try to do any soldering as the, uh, the article here suggests you can do. Uh, with my luck, I crack it open and it's not going back together. Although I guess if your controller's kind of borked, unless Sony is offering to fix it to you for free and send it back to you, or at least a refurbished one, if your controller's borked, you've, I mean, the warranty, I mean, who gives a shit, you might as well, if you if you have the confidence to do that, you might as well open it up. So, yeah. Again, hopefully this isn't a looming issue, because I know it's plagued Nintendo, and there's been tons of lawsuits, and Nintendo at this point doesn't even like to acknowledge it. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, Sony gets on top of this, and, and we can find a quick fix for this if it is a, a more widespread problem. Well, Yield, we do not have any Facebook questions from the Aww. Trophy Horse Station. Actually, let me see if I can find any. Maybe we can share a few posts from from the group. See if there's anything interesting that people are sharing. the Facebooks? Yes. Well, there's, there's tricky sharing. The Golden Girls, every single episode of Golden Girls is coming to Disney Plus with a uh, with Daniel claiming that it's uh, it's already on Hulu, and uh, he said Disney Plus can suck one. You know what, though? The best thing that came to Disney Plus recently was all five seasons of The Muppet Show. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, there there was one thing here that we can kind of um, chat about, which is the uh, Levi on Friday, later in the day, had shared that The Last of Us, 2, Last of Us Part 2 director wants to make a Punisher video game is coming from GamingBible.co.uk. So, I mean, Yield, what do you what do you think about? I don't know how interested you are in the Punisher, but what do you think about you know Naughty Dog having their hands in uh, a pot that stirs a Punisher video game? I'd be okay with that. I mean, you know, they they make good narrative games. Gunplay kind of 
I mean, it fits me because it's kind of arcade is not the right word, but their, their gunplay fits my play style, but they could tell a good story. So I, I think it would work good. So my thing is, is that Naughty Dog's more recent games like Uncharted and The Last of Us have really been buoyed by the stories, the characters, and the writing. That's that's what shines above everything else. And I'm not saying their gameplay is bad. I mean, their gameplay is good, but their gameplay isn't like up there with, say, Ghost of Tsushima or uh, a lot of other, like, Nintendo's first-party games. The, the gameplay is just, like, traversal of the world and the gunplay just feels awkward and clunky. Like, I know they use a lot of mocap, but a lot of times the, the, the characters just re- move in really weird ways. Like, it, like they get stuck on the uh, the different, like, air, areas of the map sometimes. Like, like say, behind, like, a barrier or something like that or behind a wall. So, like, and the way they jump doesn't really look all that realistic. I, I don't know. They just have a really... The characters in these games have a really weird and awkward movement. So, with, the, like, Uncharted and The Last of Us with so much focus on story... You don't, like, the gameplay, you know, can be a little bit behind, and everything is still great. They can still win a game of the year wars left and right. With the Punisher, yeah, they've, as we've seen with The Last of Us, they've got the gritty style down, and they could do a gritty Punisher game, gritty and violent, out the wazoo. The problem is, is that with the Punisher, gameplay would be the focus, I think, and the gunplay, and the combat, and the story would kind of take a backseat. Like, yes, there is a story, a canon behind Frank Castle, and, you know, all of his years within the Marvel Universe, but I think that this is one game, you know, where, and I think that any, like, the Avengers, like, any of the superheroes, like, where your gameplay is going to be your main focus. And, you know, I don't think Naughty Dog does gameplay as well as other studios, so while they could tell a gritty story, my one concern would be is that the gameplay would, the, the story would kind of outshine the gameplay, and this is one instance where the gameplay should outshine the story. Absolutely. What, but I mean, I I would like to see them give a shot at it. You know, if they're once they're done telling the story of The Last of Us, we can assume there's at least one more Last of Us coming out. And if they're done with Uncharted, and Sony hasn't handed that off to somebody else, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them take a shot at a Punisher game. Uh, one other thing that Tricky shared on the on the page was uh, a response that Corey Barlog had to um, a post from PlayStation Universe where it says uh, it says the Twitter account at psu.com. God of War Ragnarok is Sony's Helmenholst most anticipated game. And uh, this was, when Tricky posted this 16 hours ago, was one the, the Twitter post had been made a day ago. And Corey Barlog had like a little embarrassed face. He tweeted out a little embarrassed face that says, how have I never heard of this game? Of course, Corey Barlog was the director not only of God of War 2, but also the new God of War game where we, uh, we stepped into Norse mythology with Kratos. Where he can murder all of those, those gods too. So yeah, just a, a few fun posts from the Facebook group, but uh, I think that's gonna gonna close us out. You know, for winging it, I think we did a pretty good job. I I had absolute utmost faith in us. All right. Uh, well, if you guys want to get in touch with us, the best way to do that, uh, if you you know, you could obviously join our stream for Rocket League on Thursday nights at seven o'clock on Twitch TV. Is it twitch.tv? It's just twitch.tv slash Proving Gamer. Yeah. I, for yes. some reason, I thought it was .com there for a second. I lost my mind. But yeah, you can um, you can watch us there, and we're you know we're streaming different games quite a bit on there, but usually the focus for Yield and I is Rocket League. 
Uh, but if you want to get in touch with us, really, I mean, we do have Twitter accounts, but really the best place to get in touch with us is either the email, which is trophyhorrorsatprovinggamer.com, or the Facebook page for Trophy Horrors. You can post questions. If you've got a topic you want us to talk about on the show, there we go. Or funny memes that you want to share to, to brighten all our days during these gloomy winter months. We'd love to see that. So we want more interaction from you guys. Um, so yeah, definitely hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, yield. Yo. Let's, uh, oh, before we do shout outs, um, please, if you want to join any of our PlayStation 4 communities, uh, the Proven Gamer community, the Trophy Horrors community, that's Trophy Horrors with two V's at the front of Horse, um, Kashuhei Yoshida still won't let us say Horse on the network. No. And the Platinum Guild, the Platinum Guild, where you can share all your latest Platinums, uh, created by, a uh, group created by our own Dear Guild. Woohoo! So, uh, and if you enjoy this podcast, um, there are many, many different places you can find it. If you're looking to share the podcast with friends, please tell them they can find it on numerous different services, including Apple Podcast, Stitcher, various podcast applications, Google Play, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So if you want to spread the word of Trophy Horse, please tell all your friends that basically they can get it almost anywhere. At this point, it's like Skyrim. You can get it anywhere. <laughs> Soon to any, any console, any iteration... I should all, you can even I, get it on retro console. I guess I should say Skyrim and Grand Theft Auto because while we aren't as big as Grand Theft Auto, uh, we just seem to be everywhere. And yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five, of course, selling like hotcakes as we are still selling bananas co- amount of copies as we talked about last week. Going to be on the Five soon, so I'm sure it's going to sell a shit ton on that as well. Uh, Very well. Yield. Before we get out of here, okay. how about you do some shout outs, sir? All right. So uh, as always, shout out to all of you. Thanks for nice and Thank you for downloading, interacting playing Rocket League Thursdays with us, checking it out, just all all that kind of awesomeness. Um, shout out to Alex for recording this week. Uh, shout out to Tricky for for uh, making the the uh, verbal abuse that I give him while playing Rocket League, but coming back and playing really good games. So I'm, I I need to get better. I am hard on him. You are you are well. First of all, part of the reason you're hard on him is because he talks so much shit and and winds you up. But he 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 does. And when and when the train gets rolling, it's hard for me to stop. But you you know you were um when you know when Tricky does good things, you definitely I I definitely tell him you that was. You do, you do compliment him. You do give him a little pat on the back there. So, I mean, the, the only thing, like, if Tricky catches any heat from us in Rocket League, it's because he talks so much shit and acts like he's, you know, the cock of the walk in there and tells Yield that he's better, yeah, that Tricky's better than Yield, so. Or he's more skilled than Yield or something like that. So, you know, we're here to support each other. I know that Tricky has mentioned before that people on TikTok or, you know, various social websites where our stuff is posted that we, we seem to be a very, we are very nice to each other. So, I mean, we don't always, always do that we don't always uh, i mean sometimes we don't understand that how people can say that uh but we do try to be supportive and it is something you know as long as we're all you know trying playing and having fun like that's the point there it's not you know to rag on each other or to, to wind each other up it's, it's really to have fun so uh, that it should is, be the focus is, i mean it is to poke fun but it's to poke fun like in a friend way you know but anyway or at least that's how i look at it um, well, I mean, you, I mean, you've got to like certain like people like with Homer, your brothers. So you gotta, oh, well, you gotta, you gotta yeah. shed a little, a little kin bloodshed there every once in a oh, while. Yeah, every once in a while. Um, oh. Shout out to Pandemic. I know they're not around anymore, but I love Pandemic games. Uh, 
Shout out to Tricky, you know, not here tonight. You know, he's making the white gold. Um, shout out to Gareth for joining us for Rocket League Thursdays. Shout out to Nitro for tuning in. Uh, shout out to Homer for tuning in. He was not able to make it last week, but he was able to tune in and watch some of the games. Um, hey, I, I know you're not going to forget. Oh, and, and a shout out to uh, the Brain seventy six. He was in there too. Him and and my and uh, Nitro were poking fun at us, and they were also discussing Ubisoft games there. They were discussing Ubisoft games. The so, uh, hey, the Ghost Recon series, I believe. They were because uh, I think they both beat online cookies. Um. Oh, fudge. There was probably some more I wanted to give, and as always... Give a shout-out to, to ProvenBot, asking the really random weird questions on... Uh, that we refuse to answer? On tw- So, on Twitch, we have a ProvenBot, which will ask random questions, like, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, but sometimes it asks some really, really weird questions, like, have you ever lost a friend, and where did it happen, or when did it happen, or something like that, and it's like, what did... did we... Like, we're walking down lost, an alleyway, and all of a sudden they were just gone? Woods. Yeah, we were walking through the woods, and I turned around, and he was gone, and so I just figured he went home. We went into Target, and they wandered off and got lost in the dollar section, and in the, the, the spot section, or they, they went, they... And I haven't seen them since. In the personal hygiene section. So, yeah, just, if you're, uh, yeah, so, a little, little shout-out to Proven about there. Uh... I want to give a shout-out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Whores. Uh, thank you all for listening, to for supporting the show for so many years. Whether you're uh, a seasoned listener or you're a new listener, we appreciate your uh, patronage is the wrong word, but we appreciate your ears and your support. Um, we can't thank you all enough for that. Give a shout-out to Gareth for, you know, boosting our spirits and helping us win more games in Rocket League this week, helping me get more XP to, to climb up the ladder and the, the tier lists and the Rocket Pass and get more cool stuff. Give a shout out to also Nitro for keeping the chat live every week and for, you know, as you said, Homer and Average Geeks, aka The Brain, for, for poking a little fun this week in the chat as well. Also, want to give a shout out, last but not least, to my loving girlfriend Ashley. We actually had our third anniversary this past week and you know usually we go to a particular restaurant where we had our first date but this time given the pandemic and just the general shitty weather of winter we decided to do a nice little dinner catered by our favorite cuban restaurant in town here at uh, at the house had some candles had some tulips had some wine had also some some desserts some ice cream so it was a nice time so uh we tried to make the best of it and i, I think we succeeded so uh happy anniversary hun so, speaking of, of shitty winter weather, because I, I know you got what we got. So, did you get any rain? Because we got rain today. <laughs> we did get rain. So, I was, well, I looked out this morning, because we got a big window off the main bedroom. So, there's a city, we got our bedroom, and then there's a, a sitting, near, sitting room attached to the bedroom, and there's a big old window overlooking our cul-de-sac. So, usually, it, during months like this, during the winter, I will go look at the window to look and just kind of give myself an indication of what the roads are like if I need to leave earlier, like, say, 15 minutes or so to get to work on time. So, I mean, I looked out, and the roads were slick, and I'm like, I know it had been a little warmer this past weekend. I think I, we were out um, out and about on Saturday, and, I, and, you know, I was getting out of my car in, like, a short sleeve shirt. So I still had jeans on, but I was wearing a short sleeve shirt outside for, for short bursts. So it was a little warm this weekend. The snow's starting to melt around the house. But I saw that... that 
water that uh, the slick pavement outside, and I was like, man, is it going to be icy outside? Uh, unfortunately, luckily, I think it was in the 40s today, so it didn't didn't yeah. freeze over. So I got lucky there. Yeah, we. I, I got up this morning and it was raining. I'm like, oh, nice. I looked at the weather and it's supposed to be above freezing pretty much the whole week. I'm like, well, there goes the snow. You know, people, you know, I know people had said that, you know, this this winter wasn't that bad. And I was like, you know what? Watch out for February because February is a bitch and February always gets us in one way or another. Uh-huh. There's always one last backhand from February. So. Well, and, and I, mean, I mean, this is the Midwest. You can still get hit in March. Well, the Ohio River Valley, I mean, it, shit, you could get hit, like, you could have a tornado, you could have a tornado, snow, a thunderstorm, perfect weather with sunshine all in the same day, in all like the, the middle of the day. summer. You never know. Absolutely. I, I, my, my favorite thing is people who hate the weather in this area. It's like, wait five minutes. It's going to change. Yeah, well, I mean, it just what's happening in Texas down south, like, and all the issues they've had, just kind of shows you how crazy this last two weeks has been. Well, it had, you know, and... Okay, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound heartless, and I, I don't mean it that way. So, they got hit with a bunch of ice, and, you know, and, and some snow, maybe they got a lot of snow, and, you know, they, they, they need water, and the power system failed. And I, I like I said, you got, I'm from the Midwest, so I hope you understand. I kind of chuckled, not because all the bad things happened to them, but it was just like, it was just like, everything bad happened to them. And I want to walk outside with a picture and go, I got a foot of snow. Yeah. I'm, How did this happen to you guys? I mean, those southern states just aren't prepared to have that kind of that kind of snowfall. I remember, you know, in recent years where there was not a lot of snow on the ground in Atlanta, but the entire sh- city shut down. Like there was crashes on the interstates. They I mean, it was it was chaos there. I've got I've got a brother in law that lives around Dallas. I believe it's around Frisco, Texas. And it snowed down there. They got, I don't know, two feet of snow. So for us, that's that's nothing. Well, everything down there shut down because, you know, no snow piles, no nothing. He was the only person in his neighborhood that had a snow shovel because he, he kept it when he moved from up here down there. And he was out there snow shoveling in shorts. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that salt and propane were hard to come by there. I mean, just, just a horrible situation down there. Obviously, you know, any any of the the you know the the power equipment down there clearly was not weatherproofed. You know, like we have here. I mean, because the reason, like, we never lost power, and part of that is because you know the, here on the East Coast, like, the power grids have been outfitted for severe weather. Yeah, we're 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 set up for ice and snow, and they're not, and you know, and sometimes. It boggles your mind, and I know you don't get a lot of that stuff, but you should be prepared for some of it. It does kind of get cold down there, but I don't, I mean, like I said, I, it sounds heartless, and I'm not trying to be that way. Yeah, we we obviously hope that everything is, you know, A-OK down there soon, and that every, everyone's got their, their water and electricity, their heat, everything they need to be able to, you know, bathe and feed themselves and everything. Uh, the biggest complaint I had this past week is that our garbage didn't get picked up last week, and I'm like, you know, we got really? we got four people. Our recycling did. Our garbage didn't. We got four people living in this house, plus three animals, so that fills up a garbage can pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this has been your Midwest Weather Report brought to you by <laughs> ProvenGamer.com, Trophy Horse. 
Uh, yeah, thank you all for listening this week. And as always, happy trophy hunting. See you next week. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. Philippines.